Welcome to The How of Business with your host, Henry Lopez, the podcast that helps you start, run, and grow your small business. And now, here is your host. Welcome to this episode of The How of Business. This is Henry Lopez, and my guest today is Marianne Pruitt. Marianne, welcome to the show. Thanks, Henry, for having me on. I'm excited for the conversation. So am I. Uh, Marianne is with me today to share her insights and experiences with marketing media to help us promote and grow our small business. So this this wide umbrella term called media, and she has a, a vast experience across all types of marketing media, and we're going to chat about that today. You know, some of the fundamentals of these different components that as small business owners, we're trying to leverage to promote our business, whether you're looking to start a business or an existing small business. To receive more information about the How of Business, including the show notes page for this episode, and how you can continue supporting my show and receive exclusive content and discounts through a Patreon membership, please visit thehowofbusiness.com. I also encourage you to please subscribe to my show so that you don't miss any future episodes. So Marianne Pruitt, Marianne Pruitt is the CEO and president of Mosaic Media, which is a collection of media buying experts and creative strategists who negotiate, purchase, and monitor advertising space and airtime. She is here today to share some marketing wisdom gleaned from her extensive career in media strategy and how it relates to the ever-evolving climate of media. Marianne lives in Anchorage, Alaska, although she's joining us today from Florida. She's traveling, so she's actually in Florida today. So once again, Marianne Pruitt, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, I, I travel the globe a lot. We have uh, clients in all 50 states and doing media all over the world. So uh, yeah, I'm on the road just as much as I am home. <laughs> That's fantastic. And of course, traveling from Anchorage is not the easiest thing, but uh, I'm always curious, what what took you to Anchorage? Did you grow up in Anchorage? I think I, I heard that in not. another interview. No, okay. I did not. So I um originally from the East Coast ah. and to Alaska. My dad's job took us to Alaska when I was a senior in high school. Wow. I, you could tell I was just thrilled as a senior. I'm I sure can only imagine. Uh, and I thought for sure, I'm going to get out of this place as fast as I possibly can, but I fell in love with Alaska. I left for a little bit for college and I was like, I want to go back to Alaska. And now, you know, we've built our whole company off of the fact that I live in Alaska, but we do minimal work in Alaska where we do do some work in Alaska, but it's mostly in the rest of the States. Uh, and, uh, we've built this whole company around that. And I just have the privilege of being able to live there and call it home. And in today's world, it's amazing. We can be from wherever we are yeah. to be able to do the work that we do. So I also have the amazing privilege of being able to travel the world, meeting clients and, uh, building media strategies all over the world. Yeah. That's fantastic. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. All right. I thought we would start by, by defining what we mean by media buying, especially from a small business owner's perspective. So could you give us a definition of what we're talking about when we say media buying? Yeah. You know, media can be very confusing. Um, and frankly, at times, I think some professionals try to make it confusing so that you are mm -hmm. overwhelmed of where you should buy, what you should buy, what you should not buy, what you should do is earned, all the above, right? So I, I talk about marketing as the marketing uh, bridge. And you have all these different pillars that are holding up your bridge. And a big portion of it can be your name, your brand, your mm. logo, your website, your where you're located, right? It's all these different pillars that make the bridge a bridge so that mm -hmm. you can get your, your message to your customer. 
Paid media is that conduit that really carries the message that you have, your TV commercial, your radio commercial, your display commercials, your streaming audios, your various things. Um, in today's world, there's so many different options that go into paid media. But anytime you're paying for anything, whether it be in a traditional format, whether it be in a social format, whether it be uh, Google, pay-per-click, uh, Bing, Amazon, uh, paid search, or whether it be in programmatic. And small businesses, really the new thing when it comes to paid media is programmatic that small businesses are really trying to wrap their brains around. What is programmatic? How does it work? And I'll tell you, even big businesses are trying to wrap their brains around it. Hmm. So um, overall, that is what paid media is. If you are paying for an ad, no matter what it is, even if it's a boost on Facebook, that's an ad, that's a paid form of media. And so that's what we specialize in is making sure that you across the board have your media where it's supposed to be to get to the audience that you're wanting to get it to. Perfect. And, and so let's go back to programmatic. So what is programmatic media? What falls into that category? So programmatic is actually, and I, again, it's something that people have tried to make very, very confusing. And in reality, it shouldn't be confusing. Programmatic is an automated system of producing or of serving ads. So when I first started my career over 20 years ago uh, in media, you had to contact a representative of a TV station, of a radio station, and to get a rate card. You had, when websites were new, I even remember when that was a new thing. <laughs> when websites were new to advertise on, you had to contact the website to get placed an ad, to place an ad on that website. Now, you programmatically bid on the impression that is on that website, that is on that TV station, um, that is part of that streaming audio or that podcast based on who your audience is. And so it's an automated system now that we can even more so as small businesses target our audience even more efficiently and more effectively with our budgets than we have in the past with a shotgun approach. So it's, it is like what I can do with Google Ad, AdWords, but that's just on that platform. This right. uh, is a, a tool, a way of um, programmatically taking a budget and allocating it across potentially multiple paid platforms. Correct. And a key thing is here, is especially for small businesses, is find a good partner um, in programmatic. I don't mean your TV reps. I don't mean your radio reps. We love them dearly, but they have mm -hmm. their place. But that's not what I mean by finding your good partner. Yeah. Find a good programmatic partner that has a direct seat on a demand side platform. And that's where you're going to get the most out of it. Um, when somebody has that direct seat and they're able to really bid on your behalf, uh, you are getting more out of it than if you're going through someone else. So find those partners. Um, we have a direct seat. That means that we go directly to those data exchanges and we bid directly on them. And so those are, we have multiple direct seats. And that's where the confusion comes in because there's a lot of investment and a lot of money that has to go into that in order for you to have access to that. Mm -hmm. And as small businesses, a lot of times it's overwhelming because you're going, I don't have, you know, four to $5 million a year right. to be able to be on these platforms. <laughs> And you don't need to, you need to find a good partner that has made that investment and has the team then to manage it for you. Okay. So that's one of the things that you mm -hmm. provide. That's one of the services. Yes, that absolutely. You provide. Yep, and, that and do you do this for small businesses? Kind of tell we me do. what, 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 what does that range look like of businesses that you serve? Yeah, actually we've, tr we've built ourselves to be the best of both worlds. We work with the largest of corporations, some household names and household brands uh, down to the smallest mom and pops. I, 
have a true passion for small business. I think that, that small business is actually what drives our economy the most. Um, personally, I have that passion. And so we, unlike other um, media partners, actually will work with the smallest of small and try to help you maximize it. It's something that we really like to do because of the fact that we have been blessed to be able to have you know, the large budgets but we know that small business is something that is so just so pivotal for our economy as a whole. And oftentimes small business is ignored and small business doesn't have the place um, and nor the investment money mm -hmm. to be able to put it directly into these resources. And so we love to be able to provide that bridge for them. Excellent. Excellent. And and then uh, just at a high level, you, I, I, as a, as a client pay you a fee for that, or is it a percentage so, of the yeah. ad spend or how does that work? Yeah. It's no additional cost to you. Your I spend see. goes into it. Typically when you're building a full strategy, that's when we would work on, you know, sure. what cost does that look like? Um, we also have amazing research tools. When you get into uh, what we can do on the research side for you. When you partner with somebody that's good and a good, strong partner, their research tools will be able to t give you competitive analysis. There's possibilities that we can pull for you a competitive reach. What is your competition spending in the market? Mm -hmm. What is your competition at times? If they're spending enough, we can even pull the creative. What is your competition running as an ad um, for you to be able to see? So those are things that are added benefits when you find those partners to be able to help you with that. Um, yeah, and that, that alone is such a big thing, Mary. I'm sorry oh, to interrupt yeah. because, because, you know, I'll ask people when I help them analyze how much are you spending on, on ad spend on marketing and how much should you be spending as a percentage of revenue? It's hard, especially if this, if it's not, there are some industries where that data is available, but for most small yeah. business owners, they don't know how to compare themselves or what should they be at. And they don't know. And so our tools and we use AI um, a lot, but we have it backed up with, um, you know, man powered as well, man and woman powered uh, tools that we can do it because AI can make mistakes too. We all know that we've been on the AI boat for a while. Um, so, you know, all the chat GPT stuff and all those things. Mm -hmm. Now it kind of makes me just kind of giggle a little bit because we've been <laughs> doing AI for, if you're not doing AI and media, you need to be looking at doing AI and media, but those are the things absolutely where if you're a small business, you don't know what your competition is spending. In fact, you don't know what you should be spending right. because you're not sure what's out there right. and you're not sure how to, where's my place in the marketplace. And you want to make sure you're competitive. And frankly, right now going into a recession, potential recession, even if it's not a recession, whatever it looks like. Um, I've read everything from, you know, we have, and I have an economics background, but everything from it'll be a soft landing for small business to it'll be devastating for small business. It really depends. And so no matter what, as business owners, we all have to be prepared for that. Right. Yeah. And one of the things, one of the key things is business owners are tempted to retreat and pull back during hard times or during potential hard times that are coming. And in reality, this is the opportunity for you to play leapfrog and to actually, okay, what is my competition spending? What can I do more strategically and better than what they're doing to stand out from the rest? And it, you'd be surprised at what it actually can take. It's not as much as you would think mm -hmm. um, at times of what you can do strategically. When every dollar is being spent in a realm that is for your benefit and you know how it's working, your dollars are being spent better. 
And that's where you need to think through of, I don't want just the shotgun approach anymore, just throwing things to the wall to see what sticks. Yeah. We want to get to know who our customer is. And then we want to strategically target that customer in all platforms and all paid formats. Yeah. Well said. And that's, that's such a struggle for small business owners. We, you know, as I call it, it's who, who walks in next to my shop to offer me the next piece of advertisement, right. Or the next, you know, so, and so we, like I said, it's a shotgun approach. There's no, it is. there's no, there's no cohesive approach to it. There's no thinking through it. It's just what, whoever comes to me next. Exactly. And I'll, I'll add to that because I'll tell you as business owners, Sometimes you are buying something because someone has nagged you so much. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fine. I will just buy this package and get it on the radio and get it done. (laughs) And and we've all been there and we all know that. We've seen it more times than we really care to. And in reality, and there's, I, I actually look at it like this. Look, those station reps and those individuals that are selling you something, they're doing their job. I don't, you know, put them down for that at all in any way. Um, but what I would say is find a partner because guess what? Those calls will stop. If you find a good media partner to be the conduit in between, all you have to say is call Mosaic, call whoever. Mm-hmm. You don't ever have to say no to them ever again because that becomes your partner's job to say I no see. to them yeah, and to be able brilliant. to strategically do it for you. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. All right. You mentioned radio, which which falls under the category of traditional media. And, and uh, you've spoken about this on other shows you've been on, that uh, there's this myth that traditional media is dead. So I'd just like to get your thoughts on that, especially uh, let's start with radio and, and the perception yeah. that, that it's dead as far as a media f- platform. What's really fascinating that took place during the pandemic is a shift in our media consumption habits. If we start to break down and look, um, so for the first time in American history, we have five working generations. That's mm. never taken place before. You have the 16-year-old working you know, at the grocery store or wherever, um, and then you have the 80-year-old who hasn't retired yet. It, maybe they've retired once or twice, but they're still doing something else um, on the side. They're still working. They're still generating revenue. Mm-hmm. And that is a very vast amount of individuals. I'm not going to target the 16-year-old the same way I do the 80-year-old. Right. And we have to look at that. Um, but what happened during the pandemic is a huge shift in media as a whole, but specifically in media consumption habits by the consumer. And this is why it's so important that we get to know who our customer is. And when we think we know them, get to know them a little bit more. And we can't go broad anymore, Henry. Like that's a key thing. When I started in this business, you know, years ago, we used to be in a basis of demographic. Now we're in a basis of individual personas. Mm -hmm. Who is the individual that I want to look at? Who is the individual that I'm targeting? And our media needs to go there. So to answer your question back on the, on traditional media, not being dead and specifically radio, what we saw during the pandemic was a shift and an evolution that frankly, probably would have taken another 10 to 15 years to take place um, in our older generations. When it came to online, they went to social, they went to streaming, they went um, they start actually started to overconsume media. Majority of of people did, and I'll get into that here in a minute of what why that's the case. But what we also saw was on the younger end was an overconsumption, and I'm going to use radio for specifically hmm. an overconsumption and increased consumption of local radio as if it was a new format, as if it was something that came out of the blue. Um, and that no one knew that it was there. Um, everything from teenagers to young adults. 
And local television also had something to do with it and, and, or also had an increase. And mm -hmm. what I look at is how do you buy each format to what its strengths are? And radio, whether it's consumed, here's the other great thing. The local radio side of it was maybe being consumed digitally, but it's still the local radio station that they're consuming. So you can programmatically buy that, but you can also buy that locally. The traditional formats are not dead. We're just consuming them differently than we have before. And when you realize that and you see that, you go, okay, wait, hold on. This is like when cable was born. Remember when mm. we didn't have cable? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Remember when cable was a new thing? I do because I'm that old. Oh, yeah. I remember when cable was new and you had all the different state, you know, all the TV stations, all the different things, and it was new. Now, just in this mindset of how do we consume TV differently? We consume it in streaming. How do we consume radio? We consume it in streaming. Sometimes we actually consume it on actual radio and, um, and dialogue, and that's what we see. But traditional media and digital media all have its place in its formats. And we're so fortunate now in today's world to actually have this much opportunity at our fingertips to reach our audiences. Yeah. I want to go back to this point of the, the shifts and that, that got exacerbated yeah. by COVID. I, I think I heard you say on another interview that I listened to that uh, people were in part listening to local because they wanted to wake up and make yes. sure that you know, their, their hometown was still the same hometown. I forget how you put it, but uh, yeah. tell me about that. Cause that was very interesting. Well, so we have seen specifically in America and, you know, we work all over the world, but specifically in America, we have seen anything that catastrophically happens. Mm. There is a shift in consumer behavior. Sure. Um, nine, nine 11 increased TV morning news significantly I see. after it happened. We, we as consumers wanted to know that the world we went to bed to was the world that we woke up to. And the same exact thing happened during COVID where we would start to overconsume the local TV station, the local radio stations, because we wanted to know what the mandates were gonna be in our town. Right. We wanted to know what the case counts were in our town. We wanted to know all of these things. And we were getting that from our local news every night. Yeah. Now, sometimes I was getting, you were getting that from Facebook streaming from the, the local news streaming live on Facebook. Sometimes you were getting it on broadcast TV. Sometimes you were getting it on live radio. Sometimes you were getting it on the streaming radio, but the consumption of it was there. So what I, what I actually, and right now for small businesses, this is so important. If you are not spending money in media, you need to be, and you need to be marketing your, your company through media. And I'll tell you why in the sense that when we went into COVID 9-11 happened, it was an event and we felt we, our habits shifted for a two to four week, maybe six week period in America. Our habits shifted for that of how we were consuming information. The one habit that stuck was the morning news habit. We, mm. we wanted to make sure that we were waking up to the, the world that we went to bed to. Right. What happened with COVID that is completely different is when we go into anything that is a panic or catastrophic, it is human nature to gather as much information as possible for survival. So we went into this mode of gathering information and overgathering information because that's what we do as human beings. Mm -hmm. And we overgathered information, except for COVID didn't last just two weeks. Right. It didn't just last for four weeks. It didn't just last for six weeks. We're talking a two-year period, two period in which we were over-consuming information and media 
So what happened was our habits shifted and changed to an overconsumption consumer base, meaning we consume so much media now naturally because it's a habit. So we overconsume as human beings, period. And America was already there because of entertainment, because of streaming, because of access. Mm -hmm. But an emergency just thrusted us into, like I said, you know, a, a 10 year evolution that would have taken place where this now was, this is a habit every single day. Like look at, look at people watching videos on their phones. Look at people, how they are consuming. If you watch, I just, I challenge everybody stand in a grocery line for that's a long line and look at what people start to do. They don't sit still. They start to look at their phones. Right. They start to, they are consuming media regularly. What the pandemic did was make our natural brains of consume to survive turn into habits of long-term media consumption. Now that, but that consumption in part is it, it was, I need information so I know that I can survive, but it's also entertainment so I can distract Absolutely. myself, right? Because I need a distraction and I need right. to not feel so mm -hmm. overwhelmed by the information. Correct. Yeah. Now, and, we, and so that's where that overconsumption happens because it it's happens, on yeah. all ends. It's on all ends. This is Henry Lopez, briefly pausing this episode to invite you to schedule a free coaching consultation with me. I welcome the opportunity to chat with you about your business plans and offer the guidance and accountability that we all need to achieve success. As an experienced small business owner myself, I understand the challenges you're experiencing and often it's about helping you ask the right questions to help you make progress towards achieving your goals. Whether it's getting started with your first business or growing and maybe exiting your existing small business, I can help you get there. To find out more about my business coaching services and to schedule your free coaching consultation, please visit thehowofbusiness.com. Take that next step today towards finally realizing your business ownership dreams. I look forward to speaking with you soon. Okay, so I think it's obvious, but so wherein then is the opportunity for me as a small business owner uh, to leverage this shift? So as you're getting to know your your customer, and I am a big believer that the small business owner actually knows the customer better than they give themselves credit for. Um, and I don't mean, of course, you know, I'm a plumbing shop. Everybody needs my help. No, who no. is that ideal customer that mm -hmm. you know? Who is yeah. it that makes that decision in that phone call? Who is it that makes place? Oh, I'm a gardening shop. I, you know, I, you, okay, you know, you need gardeners, but you know, a lot of times people go very vast on who they are. Absolutely. You know, your, your customer. So write that down. Who is that ideal person that you want walking through your door and what kind of money do they have to spend? How much income do they make? What does their family makeup look like? Write that down. And then from there, you need to build a media strategy, a paid media strategy around that, around who the customer is and where the customer is. Your creative and your ads that you're going to put to them is going to be very important in the message to that. But oftentimes the media strategy side of it, of how am I going to serve this ad to them? Where are they going to see it? How are they going to see it? How many times are they going to see it? Is often skipped. We think so much about the investment in the commercial side right. or on the creative side that we don't think about the placement side, which really is actually the more expensive side of it. But we think that there's no way to track it. We think that there's just ways to, you know, you just throw it out and see what sticks. You know, it's the old adage of, you know, I know my advertising, you know, 100%, I've got 100% of my advertising. I know 50% of it is working. I just don't know which 50% it is. Right. No, it's absolutely. 
Yeah. So we now though, in today's world, know how to track these. You can track that. And let me, let me ask you about that because that is such an important point for small business owners, because, you know, the thing that I've always argued is that for a lot of us with small budgets, we can't afford to do a lot of brand marketing. In other words, you know, marketing that I can't track that has direct conversions. Correct. Um, but now I think to your point with all of this technology, I can pretty accurately track that I'm getting traction with this money that I'm spending. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. So your conversion trackers and your convert, you should have tags, find a partner again. Um, cause this takes coding and things to write, mm-hmm. um, and then tag managers. Um, even if you're using Google Tag Manager, just find a good partner to work with you and that can tag the ads that are running mm-hmm. and we can see when they go back to the website. We yep. can see where they're going from there. Um, yeah, there's even technology to see that they called us. I mean, there's yes, there's all of that is there. Yep. yep. And you're now getting to the point now where customers, meaning small businesses, for me, they're, they're my customers, small businesses are. And you're getting to that point where you can now track which portions of your ads are working the best and what are performing the most. And I'm a big believer in you need to let a plan run for a good 90 days that you can collect as much information as you possibly can to then make adjustments. But again, that's where a good partner comes in because a good partner is going to assess it for you. A good partner is going to look at everything and say, okay, you know what? Our streaming audio was was really outperforming everything else. We need to make sure that we're shifting a little bit more here, but maybe we add a few more targets or maybe we add a few more markets or, mm-hmm. you know, there's a few things that we can do. Um, but I think it's, it's very important that you don't um, close off the idea that there's a way to track it. And for small business, where the biggest opportunity for you now is, is the fact that you absolutely can track who, who and where is going to your website and wh- what got them there. Yeah. I remember when I first started in media, I had a um, person that worked in the sales department that I was working in and they, oh, they, I remember they were like, you know, a new salesperson comes up to him and this was a manager and comes up to him and said, you know, this client is just the small business is having a hard time because they're not sure how are they going to know that the, the ads work for them. Mm-hmm. And I remember the sales manager looking because the cash register is going to ring. <laughs> We're past those days. We As are he gone. puffs on the cigar. <laughs> exactly. This is how long I've been in this. Yes. <laughs> so, but it, long gone are those days. That's not what we do anymore. We, we can track this. If you have a website then you need to be having your paid media be digital so that you can be tracking who's going to your website. What pages are they hanging out on your website? What are are they filling out? Are they filling out any forms on your website? Um, What's the most interesting to them? Are they making a phone call from your website? Mm -hmm. These are all things now that we can track and small business needs to take advantage of this. Absolutely. I, I would argue, Marianne, that if you're spending money as a small business owner on something you cannot track, you're wasting, mm-hmm. you maybe you're probably wasting your money. You probably are at yeah. least 50% of it, but yes, yeah. you are. Yeah. <laughs> but, and I, and I want to add to Henry on something you said on the branding side, I want to talk a little bit about the strengths of each area of media now, um, because Facebook was at one point and it's a, it's a good platform, but at one point it was a targeting platform. That's where you right. Could target right. That's right. It is no longer a target. It is platform. no longer. Yep. And you can't be using it that way. You need to be, you only should be using it as a branding platform. You cannot be using it in the same way of targeting as you were in the past. Right. And you need to be shifting your dollars, looking at programmatic and looking at other ways to actually target those personas. And those Great point. I'm glad, glad you said that. And, and, and therein, I was going to make the point earlier onto this now. 
Marianne, that's what's so frustrating sometimes for business owners, especially if we've been in business for a while, because the reality is that this is this is always shifting. It's always evolving. And mm-hmm. that's why a partner like what you do with yeah. Mosaic Media yeah. can help us with that. Because what happens to us is we we get frustrated and we, we don't understand why what I had been doing for 10 years is no longer working. Um, and, and I don't even know where to go next. And I get it. It's like with SEO, right? Where it's such a moving target and everybody pretends to know that they got the secret formula. Uh, yeah. That's what makes it that much more difficult for us as business owners is we are almost expected to have to become media and marketing experts at the same time that we have to be experts in our business. Absolutely. And it's overwhelming. It can be confusing. It can be downright frustrating. And you have, and like I said, you have dozens of people calling you every day, telling you where exactly you should be spending your money. And you're not sure who's right and who's wrong. Mm -hmm. And finding a good partner to help you is absolutely a hundred percent the best way to go because you're going to be able to trust them. They're on your team. They're thinking for you in that sense, you know, just, you know, I'll use the plumbing company, for example, I'm not, if I need a plumber, I'm calling a plumber. I don't want to necessarily be the DIY and try to figure it out myself. I need to call an expert. If I have frozen pipes, I need to call an expert. If I have anything that's going on, you know, in that sense, the same thing is if you as a small business owner, you need to call a media expert to help you with that. You can't, um, don't take it on yourself, nor do you feel like you need to. And what you will be surprised with is that it's minimal cost to you. And you, on your end, it will cost you minimally of what you're going to be able to get in return in the long run. Your time as a small business owner has high value. And you need to remember that your dollar amount on your head is super high because you are looking at the efficiency of your company. You are looking at the health of your company every day. You're looking at future investments for your company, the growth of your company. And every time you are spending time in your marketing and in your paid media, that is time that you're not thinking about the efficiency of your team. That is time that you're not thinking about the sales that you actually have on the floor going on right at that moment. That's time that you're not thinking about an acquisition that you could be taking in the next couple of months. And so really think about maximizing your time as the business owner. Yeah, no, well well said. And I think you're absolutely right. I think that most small business owners would say to you, oh, that's for bigger companies. Uh, Somebody like Mosaic Media is for bigger companies. I don't have that kind of a budget. I would say that that would be what most people would think. Absolutely. And what I would say back to that is we are for big companies, but we're also there to help the small guy too. So don't, don't write yourself off for that. There are, there are partners out there. There are people, you know, like us that are willing to help you in that, you know, personally for me, small business is a passion. So I'm always going to give back to small business and always fuel and be part of that. I'm a big believer and doing business with the people that you do business with, right? And I'm a big believer in shopping local. I'm a big believer in small business as a whole. And there's that's something that you you as a small business owner, though, I'm just going to go back to it. Uh, Remember, you have value of your own time. Mm -hmm. And don't don't think that somehow you you giving and letting someone else do your media for you, somehow you can't afford that because you'd be surprised that you probably can. So related to that, one of the things you offer is a free assessment. So, to, so yeah. tell us about that and how someone can connect with you to do so. Yeah, for our podcast uh, interviews and listeners that we uh, we talk to and and host that host us, we offer a free assessment of what you're currently doing. Um, if you're a startup, we offer a free assessment of what you're planning on doing. Uh, we'll review everything, uh, look at it. 
see, okay, what adjustments would we want to make? What suggestions do we have? Who's your target audience? Kind of coach you down that path. But we definitely, we love to help and we're there to give you that free assessment and then guide you down a path of, okay, this is, these are some insights of what we would see of where we would maybe take it from a professional standpoint, from a media buyer's perspective. And where do I go to schedule that with you? Do I go to your yeah. website? Yeah. So you actually can go to our website. The best way to get a hold of me directly is to go to mosaic.agency forward slash contact. That goes directly to my email. And so you are, and our senior management gets that as well. It goes to my email and our senior management, and we'll get an assessment time set up with you. We'll get a call set up, and then we'll go from there, and uh, we'll start reviewing your your items and how we can help, or also just give you a value proposition of, hey, this is where this is where we see that you should go. Excellent. Um, you can also reach me. You can follow me on Twitter at Media Maps, um, and I love LinkedIn. Just connect with me on LinkedIn at Marianne Pruitt. And um, we're happy there. We also have a lot of tools too that I suggest you subscribe to. We have a blog. You can find that on our website as well. Um, and you can go on. I do lots of interviews. We have an email list that you can subscribe to. Uh, we're putting out weekly information that you can um, get on media as a whole. So we love to be able to help and give that information out to you. Thank you. Very good. And we'll have a link to that on the show notes page of this episode at thehowabusiness.com. Um, one question before we start to wrap it up here. So, you know, we talked about TV and local radio. We, we chatted about how Facebook has shifted. Is there another uh, media platform that you think most business owners aren't really aware of or haven't considered in a while? Is, is there another something like that that you can share for us to think about? So I think, um, so know the strength of each area and find a partner that can help you of knowing the strength of each area of media, but definitely look into programmatic targeting mm, um, okay. and that, that the programmatic side of it, your budget is going to go further and there's going to be more that you can do with it. Um, find a partner that can help you in programmatic. And like I said, that's not your TV or radio rep. Find a partner in that uh, front, find an independent a uh, firm like ours that is a direct seat um, on a DSP. The other key thing too is I talk about the strengths of each avenue and each tactic. Television, broadcast television, where its strengths are, and sometimes now in streaming, to our live sports um, or live events or local news. That's where the strength is in television. Um, know those things specifically. If you are using programmatic, you're going to be able to programmatically target your audience of where they are. But if you're purchasing directly for TV, know that that's where you want to purchase is live events and local news. Okay. Um, don't go outside of prime time. Don't worry about prime time and those things. That's streaming. That's where those those tactics and those those forms of entertainment really are. Um, radio, the biggest pieces of consumption will be the news, um, but also your local weather, your local ski report, your local mm -hmm. fishing report. Those kinds of things are the highest value for you as well. Um, as a small business, know that your morning shows and your evening shows are still going to be your highest rated that you're going to be able to get because people are listening while they're driving home right. and um, driving into work. Now, people are this to talk on that for a second too. commutes have changed. Yes, People are commuting differently. They're not commuting as often um, when they are, they're commuting longer. So know that your target audience actually is maybe even consuming more media than you're even recognizing because mm -hmm. their commute is actually different. We're talking about commutes now cross country 
as opposed to just driving two hours into the city or an hour into the city. Oh yeah, so, no, there's no doubt. It's, yeah. it's a great, great show. I mean, we've seen it. Um, you know, you're in Florida now, but where I live in Florida, which is up, you know, about an hour north of Palm Beach, but people have moved up here who now only have to maybe go into the office down in South Florida once a week or once a yep, month. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And their commutes are longer than they. Their have commutes been. are longer, so now it could be an hour yep. or two hour drive that they're yep. making, but they're not having to do it very often. Yeah, great point. So podcasts, I'm going to hit on that one. I didn't talk yes. much about that, yep. but podcasts are big thing mm -hmm. um look at people we have seen the increase of um, consumption of podcasts go up more for self-growth and entertainment value but if people listen to that when they commute i mean i know i do every morning when i'm working out it's podcasts and then if i am on the road or if i am taking a long commute or for anything that's what i'm listening to is a lot of audio and streaming audio and a lot Absolutely. of it self-improvement or self-growth and that's that's how a lot of people are right now yeah great point great insights there thanks for sharing yeah. Sure. All right. Um, I'm always looking for a book recommendation. Is there a book that comes to mind that you would recommend? One of my favorite books is Never Eat Alone. It talks about the importance of relationships in business. Um, it's just one of my absolute favorite books. Um, you know, and then also I, I always, I had the opportunity a few weeks ago to actually see John Maxwell speak. So okay. I always like to push any John Maxwell type of book. Um, his uh, right now I've been reading one of the, the laws of uh, growth. And that's been my one of my absolute favorites as well. Excellent. Thanks for that recommendation. Yeah. All right, let's wrap it up. What's what's one thing you want us to take away from this conversation from a small business owner's perspective about media? What's one thing you want us to take away? From a small business perspective, key things is to know your value as the business owner and the time that you're spending on your marketing and your media. Um, and know that it is more affordable than you think to have that partner come alongside you and help you. And really rethink that you have a dollar amount of your time. There's a dollar value on your hourly rate as an owner. And you need to be thinking about what things can I get off of my plate and your paid media absolutely should be one of those. Yeah. Yeah. And be able to leverage that expertise. Mm -hmm. Very well said. I think the other thing that you highlighted several times in this conversation that we talk about all the time on this show is, is the need to know more about your customer. Who is that ideal customer? Yes. This approach of, well, I, I can sell to anybody. It's, it's, it's just doesn't work. We don't have the budget to sell to everybody. And well, so and I appreciate that, that insight on focusing in on who yeah. is that target audience. And when you do target that correctly, you are a hundred percent going to attract more than just your target audience. Sure. So do that and remember that, and you, you are targeting your audience. You are focusing on your audience. Your company is going to grow period when you do that. All right, tell us where to go again online to learn more about Mosaic Media. Absolutely. You can follow me on Twitter at Media Maps, or you can follow me on LinkedIn at Marianne Pruitt. Um, and then go to our website, mosaic.agency forward slash contact that goes directly to my email address. Um, and if, when you go to our website, mosaic.agency, you'll be able to find blogs, emails, uh, various things. Sign up for our email, our weekly email posts that we send out and our blogs that we send out as well. And connect. We're we're happy here to help and we're here to um, help analyze what you have. If you have questions, if you have anything, just don't hesitate to reach out. Absolutely. And take advantage of the free assessment. Just tell Marianne you, you heard her on the How a Business podcast and, and take advantage of that. Uh, I mean, there's so much knowledge there that you can that you can gain just by having that conversation with the next one, like Marianne. Marianne, great, absolutely, Marianne, great, great conversation. Thanks for all of these insights and sharing all of this information. Very insightful. Thanks for being with me today. 
Thank you so much for having me, Henry. I really appreciate it. It was a great conversation. Thank you. This is Henry Lopez, and thanks for joining me on this episode of The How of Business. My guest today again was Marianne Pruitt. I release new episodes every Monday morning, and you can listen and subscribe to my show anywhere you listen to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or at my website, thehowofbusiness.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to The How of Business. For more information about our coaching programs, online courses, show notes pages, links, and other resources, please visit thehowofbusiness.com.